ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, adults, children of all ages, if you are a child, uh, viewer discretion is advised. This is your host, Robbie Clark. Uh, that's my co-host there, Zach Groton, who said some mean things about Ryan before we went live. I First of all, Ryan, that was Robbie kind of trying to make a joke saying that your favorite sport to watch is watching Joey Chestnut consume hot dogs. And as I was trying to say at the end of that, Ryan, uh, I didn't approve of this. And Robbie cut me off. That's um, true. Now, if you guys notice today that I'm fucking talking with my fucking hands, it's because I got a fucking new espresso maker. Okay. So I'm fucking feeling very fucking John Gotti right now. Feeling a very Sebastian Menasculo right now. Okay. Are, are you going like tanning or something? Because normally you look like pales like a ghost. Am I going tanning? Yeah. Do you like go to a tanning salon and go tanning? You know, you know, GTL. Gym I did not. Uh, I can't say I did any tanning. My actually the gym I well that I pay for that I haven't gone to in a couple weeks, but I'm paying for it. It do, does do have tanning beds in there. Do you GTL? Um, I just G from time to time. Mom does the L. Tanning just happens about, as it. How, how about FPC? The fuck's FPC? Fist pump push up chapstick. And folks, that's our show for the night, guys. We will uh, be back with you guys on Monday. Uh, speak for yourself, because I'll be with these guys for the whole duration of the show. If you're going to leave like a loser. Well, that was just, you know what? I know I said last episode, I told myself I wasn't going to say it this episode, but we're now one minute in. That was gay as fuck, dude. What you just uh, did there. Okay. We're one minute in. You made me say it already, man. You're so retarded. Oh, I guess I'm breaking my fucking rules. This is all your fucking fault, you ah. piece of shit. I need a beer. Cheers, folks. Happy Thursday, Thursday. It is Thursday, Thursday, yeah. folks. And yeah, I know you're not here. Happy Thursday, Thursday, bud. So, ladies and gentlemen, guys, we got ourselves. Just a wee bit of sports talk for you folks tonight, okay? Nothing crazy. Nothing we crazy. Tuesday and, uh, we went a little ham on you fellas on Tuesday. All right, We had a fucking boatload stacked episode. We actually had shit to talk about. Like a good amount of shit to talk about in literally every single sport on Monday. Exciting episode, but me and Robbie ball or Tuesday. Me and Robbie, or at least myself anyways, felt like a bag of cock. And I'm here to report back to you folks today. Shit. Yeah, we're back to normal, folks. It's Bush Light, Bobby. Ah, suck him back. Oh, you love sucking. Oh, yeah. The power. Oh, oh my gosh. And we got fucking Bob in the comment section rubbing in that he's got a three day weekend. Yeah, he probably gets veteran takeoff. Ryan is bringing up a good point here, Robbie. You're saying you brought up possibly wanting to start up some sort of naked leapfrog league. I heard you want to call it balls to back. What is going on here? I don't know, man, but I think we should just get into some some sports talk here, Robbie. This is this show is in fact called the Sports Cave. I'll, I'll tell you what, Ryan. While I'm doing that, you go ahead and stick some Taco Bell burritos in your mouth like they're big. That cock. Yeah, you know what? This uh honest to God might be the fastest this show's gone off the rails in literally it, it hasn't even been four minutes, guys. And I can honestly say excuse me, this show has gone off the rails here already. All right. But as you folks know, guys, every Thursday sports cave episode 
always comes with Zach and Robbie's. What are we in week 10 now? Yeah, we got eight more weeks of the regular God season. God damn it. Week 10 NFL picks are coming your way. We got a couple new things we're going to try for you folks out tonight, too. We are going to do our uh, first edition. That's right, folks. Sportscape first edition. Zach and Robbie's NHL picks for the power rankings. We'll do the top five teams for this week to start it off. We want to expand that to 10 teams next week or in a couple weeks when we do it again. You folks let us know in the comment section there. Uh, we're going to do the power rankings, each of our picks for NHL and NBA for this podcast here. Uh, if that's something you guys want to see more of in the future, let us know. We can do NFL. You know, we don't really have the NFL ones ready for this episode per se, but uh, you know what, Tony? I don't know why you got to bring that up. Sorry, folks, for you guys listening here on uh, Yeah, Tony, Spotify. shut the fuck up. How dare you? Bet you one, pick the Pats again. You know what, Tony? Have fun playing Fortnite by yourself tonight, okay? Oh. Wow. Motherfucker, dude. I didn't even want to say that to you, Tony. You think I wanted to say that to you? I didn't even want to say that to you. Now, that that's the type of comments right there that ruins friendships. But what do you say, Mr. Robert? What do you say we get into some NFL Week 10 picks? I reckon we shall. Um, big news as pertains to Justin Jefferson, who is now off of the IR. Quite, uh, status is questionable, most likely Ooh. doubtful for this Sunday, but a return could be soon. Now, Zach, had Kirk Cousins not found a way to win games before he tore his Achilles and Josh Dobbs winning a miraculous game off of like four days after being traded, <clears throat> let's say they lost that game Sunday. Do you think we wouldn't see Justin Jefferson possibly the rest of the year and just like carry into the following season? Honestly, yeah, for sure. I, I, at this point, I mean, I, it won't even be like a really terrible decision for him to do that as of now. Like, I obviously know it's not going to happen. He's been taken off IR. They are in the spot to make the playoffs, but they weren't going to win with Kirk Cousins. They're definitely not going to win with Joshua Dobbs, no matter how good he looked in that game. Um, So, I obviously, he's going to come back. Try to, I was going to say build his stock. I think his stock is probably as high as it can go. But, you know, at the end of the day, the guy's a professional football player. He wants to get out there and play. He wants to show some, show some shit off for these fans. So, I think he'll get back out there sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think it's only right for him to go back out there. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's been games where Josh Dobbs has looked really good this season. And then there's been like he he's Josh Dobbs. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, more so, <laughs> more bad, more bad than the good with Josh Dobbs. But it's just like the when he has been good this year, he's been literally incredible. It's like it's like I don't know where these bursts come from. Um. But yeah, getting Justin Jefferson back, probably not this week. That will obviously help him out. I mean, fuck, I could throw a goddamn football to Justin Jefferson. He's going to make that catch, so. No, you couldn't. Well, you know, why don't you go suck my cock? Why don't we start off, Robbie, with the Thursday night, what I'm going to call as the game of the week, folks. Thursday night football featuring two absolute powerhouses in the NFL. None other than the Chicago Bears against the Carolina Panthers. And what I will tell you folks about this game, and now me and Robert were talking about this before the podcast started, this game is essentially a win-win game for the Chicago Bears. Yep. You win, then your draft pick that Carolina or Carolina's draft pick that you own gets even that much more cemented as the first overall pick. Or you lose, they still have the first overall pick with Carolina, and then their draft pick, their own draft pick drops down a little bit. Actually, it might even be a better decision for them to lose this game, Robbie. Well, I'll tell you what. 
regardless, I think if they get the number one overall pick, everyone's going to be wanting to get Caleb Williams. Honestly, I, I felt like if they wanted to move on from Justin Fields, they, they would have. I, and I feel like they're not. I, I think if they do get first overall pick, you that's the problem with this draft, though. It's like you almost have to take well, them. Think of, the team, think of the teams that would gladly take that number one overall pick. Uh, the Giants, because who knows what's going to happen with Daniel Jones. And it's been known that Brian Dable and Daniel Jones, it's like they click, but they don't click. It's not like that's his franchise quarterback. He's going to look for his franchise quarterback. The Atlanta Falcons have been trying to find someone post Matt Ryan. They've been through Marcus Mariota, Desmond Ritter. Now they're on to Taylor Heineke. They could be another team interested. <clears throat> the New England Patriots could potentially be interested, depending on if they believe in Mac Jones or if they're dumb with Mac Jones. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Uh, the Packers. If they don't believe in Jordan Love, they could be it. So th- there's a lot of, but then again, if the Packers are going to try to trade with the Bears, it's going to cost them a That won't happen. Haul. That won't happen. Right. It's going to cost them a fucking haul. But regardless, if the Bears get the number one overall pick via the Panthers pick or their own pick, it wouldn't be a bad decision by them to trade off with another team because you'll probably get the first round pick and you'll probably get more picks after that. I mean, think about it. The pick they made with the Panthers, they got their first round pick from that year. Last year, this year, and DJ Moore. Looking pretty good in Chicago for right. that trade right now. And now yeah. Caleb Williams, who everyone is literally comparing to Patrick Mahomes, you could probably get a lot more than that. That is very true. Now I ask you this, Robbie. In this burn burner of a Thursday night football game, who do you have emerging as the victor? Well, I'll tell you what. As much as I want to shit on this game because of the two teams that we are, you know, are representing uh, Thursday night football tonight, it wasn't that long ago we were shitting on it when it was the Bears and the Commanders, and I didn't watch a glimpse of the game, and I'm completely devastated that I missed out because that was a high-scoring game. But the difference yep. is Justin Fields, where there's no Justin Fields in this game. Tyson Batchett, right? That's his name? Bagant. Bagant, something like that. D2. Tyson, Tyson four games, we'll call him, because he's out of this league pretty soon. Yeah, you know, um, he's looked okay. He's looked good for a backup quarterback, especially coming out of a D2 university. But something in me tells me that the Carolina Panthers are going to get their second win tonight, so I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to go with the number one overall pick in the NFL draft and a solid defense against a Division II quarterback and a good defense. So, Well, Rob, this we are... 10-7 victory. We are starting off with coinciding picks because I had the Chicago Bears beating the Carolina Panthers tonight. Let's get it going. It's about time. Stop thinking okay. like I... Well, let's move on to this next game, Robbie, because I got some shit to say about this next game. Colts versus Patriots. Now, I told myself after this fucking dumpster fire of a Patriots team this year. Sorry, Robbie. Fucked me right in my ass. Raw. No lube. No condom. Sandpaper finish. I told myself I'm never going to pick them again. Okay. Now I put this I put some long hard thought into this one. This game is in Germany. Anything could really happen. But I am going to stick true to my word and I will not pick the Patriots one more time. We got some bits. Nice. Thanks Ryan. Ryan, Thanks. you sexy bastard. I'm taking the Indianapolis Colts in Germany to take down the New England Patriots. Well, I guess I can tell you something, brother. The New England Patriots haven't looked that good, brother. I get that. But when you go to the power of Germany, Wunderbar, it is time 
to show them who the fuck we are. You're telling me it's Gardner Minshew versus Big Mac Jones in Germany, neutral field. Alex, the motherfucker I made a bet with at work, you listen to me and you listen to me good. You're going with the Indianapolis Colts, and I'm going with my Patriots to the $20 bet. But as it pertains to this pick, live on the Sports Cave, 9.30 a.m. I'll be missing out of the game due to softball. In Germany, my decision, the winner. And you fucking get out with it. The Indianapolis Colts. Well, Jesus fucking Christ. Ah, yeah, unfortunately, um, he wanted to say the path bad there, folks. I can see it. Well, I can't really see it in his eyes right now because I think he's fucking crying right now underneath that Brooklyn Nets hat he's wearing. Um, but yeah, you know what, Robbie? Good pick. We both have the Colts beating the uh, <laughs> beating the Patriots in Germany. Ryan, stop giving me your money. I love you. Ryan. Ryan. Jesus Christ. Looks like we're getting a soundboard. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. Ryan, listen to this one. Pittsburgh Steelers. Ryan's going to ask for his bits back. Bay Packers. Now, Ryan, I'm first. I'm going to say thank you very much for the donation. But I think your Green Bay Packers are going to be donating a win into the Pittsburgh Steelers win column because I got the Steelers beating the Packers. And I hate the fucking Steelers. I hate the Steelers as well, but... um. Advantage Steelers right now, seeing how the game is at Heinz. Well, what was once Heinz Field. Um, couldn't even tell you what it's called now. I couldn't tell you neither. It just like Heinz Field fit right. Like whatever it is now, it's probably gay. Uh, we are now uh, 14 minutes into the podcast. That's the second time gay has been. We got two but gays, one retard. Now three gays, two retards. Now four gays, three. Just going to keep going with this. We love the gays. We love the lesbians. We love the bisexuals. We just hate the trans. But most importantly, we love the retards. <laughs> Folks, all right. This is just like regular conversation, bar talk. All right. We're not professionals here. If you're offended that this show ain't for you, we're not here trying to offend people. We're trying you're to offended. Have hey, hey, there's the door. Don't let, don't give yourself a splinter in your ass on the way out. All right. Ryan, uh, Ryan the spread for that game is the Pittsburgh Steelers by three and a half points. Green and Bay I'll take looked, Steelers with all three and a half. I was going to say Green Bay looked okay last week, but I, I'm with that Pittsburgh Steelers defense. And I mean, Brian, you got to agree, Green Bay is pretty pitiful offense this year. I think it's going to be the Steelers game. Yeah, this is 100 percent the Steelers game to win. Um, they're going to move on to six and three. But may I ask you, are the Steelers arguably one of the worst five and three teams in NFL? First of all, it's like, do you not remember the year when the Steelers started off the season 11 and 0? I think it was when when Big Ben's last season. Oh my. Goodness gracious. Stop giving us your money, everybody. I'm just, you know, we love you. We are going to the keg. We're getting fucking filet mignon. Zachary, every every fucking bit of money we get, we got to drink. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, folks. We greatly appreciate it. You know, we're trying to make improvements with the sports game, and you guys are definitely helping the cost. So thank you. Fuck, I cut the bottom half of that can on my forehead. Did you? Make sure I didn't cut it open. I think we're good. No, you're good. Oh, I tried to fucking smash it off my head. I missed the uh, missed the good spot. But yeah, you know what, Robbie? Yeah, we, we both got the Steelers over Packers. 
This next game, Robbie, I feel like is legitimately the toss of a coin. Okay? That is the Minnesota Vikings against the New Orleans Saints. Now, uh, what is going on here now? We're getting more stuff given to us here? Yeah, it's Ryan. Ryan, for Christ's sakes, Ryan. Joey said, say Dak Prescott. Oh, Joey, Dak's best fucking quarterback in the league. (laughs) Joey, I I couldn't lie for you for money. He fucking sucks. Excuse me, folks. I wouldn't lie for money. Are are you the devil? You would lie for money? Fucking right, I would. You show Joey your fucking nipples right now. I guarantee you he doesn't. I'm not going to show my nipples. Why don't we get back into some football talk here, Robert? All right? You fucking. What? I'm a what? I'm a what? Say it. Say it. I was going to say a line from semi-pro, but I don't know if it's allowed to be said on Twitch. So for that reason. Bob donated a hundred dogs. What the fuck? We're going to start a farm, dude. I know TJ, TJ hates when you go. God damn it. But Robbie, as we were saying, Vikings and the Saints, I know it's Josh Dobbs. I know there's probably no Justin Jefferson. Or, um, I know Kirk Cousins, sorry. I know it's Josh Dobbs and no Justin Jefferson. But I don't know why, dude. I just feel good about this Minnesota Vikings team, and I'm taking them to beat the Saints. Jesus Christ, this is insane. Oh, my God, this is fucking ridiculous, boys. God. Stop it. It's not even Christmas yet, boys. Boiling like, us. You, right, you got well, to save your money for some Christmas. Come on, boys. I'm getting fucking hammered tonight. Sweet. I, I, I have no more beer artists. I'm about to grab the Jameson. Ah, God damn. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm not going to write off that, that hype train yet. Just to let you know, Saints defense has been pretty good this year. Um. The offense is some it's so close to clicking. It's it's literally on Derek Carr right now. And what Derek Carr needs to do is to find his number one. Is it gonna be Olave? Is it gonna be Michael Thomas? But in the meantime, while he's trying to figure that out, if Alvin Kamara continues to dominate running the ball, I see no problem with the Saints winning this game. So for those reasons, I'm gonna go with the New Orleans Saints in oh. oh, two coin side picks and more money from Steve. Thank you, Steve. You know what they say. Bald is sexy, baby. That's what they say. Cincinnati Bengals, Mr. Robbie, Houston Texans. Now, I know the easy pick in this game is to take the Bengals, but let's not forget. Houston Texans have looked pretty good in certain spots this season, whereas the Bengals have looked Horrific. Now, now, obviously, as of late, Cincinnati has been, in my opinion, the best team in the AFC besides maybe Baltimore because Baltimore has been doing some good shit so far this year. But Cincinnati has looked fucking amazing these last couple weeks. So, all right, Ryan I'm wants a, me to hear the story once you're done making your pick. I'm going to have to go with the Bengals, Robbie. You're going with the Bengals after all the hype talk right there? I'm going to have to go with the Bengals. Okay. So there was, um, a year of men, I believe it was 2016 or 17, and Ryan, Steve, and I were like very big into Ultimate Team. Um, predominantly, it was always like Ryan's offense and Steve's defense with me, just like using the coach. They always had the better players, except for there was one time where Steve's defense gave up 300 passing yards to Jay Cutler. Your defense sucks. I had to say it to Steve at least 75 times till he raged. Now, Ryan and I, we had a little bit of competition, and we were trying to say who's better at offense and whatnot. I had a pretty good game on offense, but the problem was. 
Ryan went 22 of 22 with prime Carson Wentz and destroying me by two touchdowns. So he just 22 right 22 up. Madden. Yeah, but a lot of it was fucking screenplays because he was being a pussy. Was it not working? It was working for him. It, that's what I mean. Hey, you don't fucking fix if it ain't broken. If it ain't broke, don't fix. Now, I'm going to assume, Robbie, I'm going to assume that you also have the Bengals taking down the Texans here on Sunday. Well, in case you haven't seen the news, Jamar Chase has been questionable with his back injury. He's been limited. T. Higgins is questionable and most likely not going to play on Sunday with his hamstring injury. Go so, Boyd. Yeah, go Boyd. I got Tyler Boyd. Let's go. Um, you just never know. So, um, for those reasons, with everything I said right there, Texans are riding. Bengals are riding. Bengals came off a big win against the Buffalo Bills. And they'll win again against the Houston Texans. Joe Burrow is completely back. He looks good. Um, the defense for the Bengals has been underrated, too. I don't feel like they've gotten enough praise this year. I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, Robbie, I'm very curious to hear your opinions on this next game. Thank you again, by the way, Ryan. Jesus Christ, this is very unnecessary. This is fantastic. Fucking crazy. I love you people. I fucking love you. Now, I'll tell you what, folks. As much as we love you giving money, why don't you get some of your friends in here to come join us talk some sports? Let's do it. Share on your Facebook page, your Twitter. Instagram. I will dump this dick out right now on camera if that's what it takes to get some people in here, folks. But, Robbie, I ask you, Robbie, get that fuck back in here, Robbie. Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens. In Baltimore, and I know when Baltimore came into Cleveland, they absolutely butt-fucked us. All right? Bent over and sideways. But something is telling me to this Sunday is going to be different. It's going to be different. Cleveland Browns are beating the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday, Robbie. Locked in, 100% answered. No change in that. Browns over the Ravens. Locked in. Uh, No, no, they're not. Ravens are winning this game. The Ravens, let, let's be honest here, Zach, as we, as we talk about the Ravens here, are they arguably not the most complete team in the AFC? Not the NFL, in the AFC. The offense is, did you see the thing with Mark Andrews? Yes, I did. By the way, Ryan, I agree with you. He's um he's a diabetic, and when he's on the field, he has a oh, what the fuck does he have in there? Hey Bob, why don't you go face the Eagles again? <laughs> I believe it's zero. I, I gotta find it here on Twitter, but um there's been times where he has to go on the sidelines and take insulin. He's gotta check his sugar levels. Sometimes he has yeah, like he's, he's, he's diabetic, like, you're damn right he's gonna yeah, have to. Dude, and like the can you imagine going through that in the middle of a fucking football game? How agonizing that is, man. I know a lot of people that are diabetic. It's honestly, I obviously it's not something you want, but it's not like near as bad. Like for checking your levels, especially with the technology they have nowadays, it's you fucking there's it's like a little monitor thing. It's not like like I remember back in the day, uh, one of my buddies when I was playing hockey growing up, he had the he, technology where you'd have to fucking prick his finger every hmm. couple hours to put his blood into this machine. It's not like that anymore. Now a lot of I can guarantee Mark Andrews, they have that little fucking white pad. That's all. Yeah, it's right here. He has yeah. a glucose monitor. Every time yeah. he comes off the field, um, when his blood sugar is a little higher, he's got to take insulin to bring it down. When it's lower, he's got to drink Gatorade. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's obviously, it's, it's incredible that he's that good at sports, still having to deal with that shit off the, uh, off the field. And I mean, I, 
I think Baltimore is a fantastic team, but it's just these divisional games, Robbie. You really never know what you're going to expect from them. So I'm taking the Browns. Oh, you're right about that. You're definitely right about that. But this Deshaun is going to be Deshaun Watson's breakout game. Yeah, Deshaun Watson hasn't looked good. The, the Ravens defense and the Browns defense both have looked tremendous. But I'll tell you what, it's really hard to stop someone like Lamar Jackson, who's so reliant on his legs and seems to be clicking with all his receivers now. OBJ got his first touchdown last week. Gus Edwards has been a goal line threat. He's been rushing. I think he's had two straight games with two plus rushing touchdowns. For those reasons, I got his stick with the Baltimore Reeds. Now, I'll be honest here, Zach. If the Browns had Nick Chubb, I probably would go with the Browns in this game. Yeah, and that was a big loss. That was a big loss. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, they're going, going, going at Steve now. Yep. Here they go. Titans and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Robbie. Will Levis versus Baker Mayfield. The I quarterback thought- out of the state of Connecticut, Will Levis, has now been named the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans with Ryan Tannehill back to where he once was when he first got acquired by the Titans as the backup quarterback. Robbie, I've answered first for these last couple, so I want to hear you in this one who you have winning this game, Tennessee Titans or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Well, the Tennessee Titans were in a very, very close matchup last week with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, the Steelers' offense looked absolutely dreadful. Uh, Will Levis took a step back against that tremendous defense of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, whose defense up until last week has looked pretty good as it pertained to uh, keeping points off the board. Baker Mayfield led an incredible drive that only lasted for about a minute, minute and a half till C.J. Stroud did the right the thing right back to him. Yeah. For those reasons, Baker Mayfield, the former number one overall pick, Will Levis, projected lottery pick, fell to the second round. I'm going with Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Robbie. I have the Tennessee Titans winning that game, Robbie. We have a lot of coinciding picks this week. So I'd like to fucking hear. I'll have to so send like you. To I, I got the Titans. You know, I, you know what we're going to do? Week 18, is like after that, and then we'll go back on the videos that you didn't have your picks or I didn't have my picks and figure it do all some out. some research. Well, moving on to the next game here, coming off a bye week. Tito in my fucking room when it's fucking 45 degrees outside. There's this one fucking mosquito sitting on my fucking frame with me and my grandfather, you son of a bitch. Ah! You son of a bitch, I'll fucking kill you! This is, this is just the type of shit that happens here, folks. This is just what goes on here in the sports cave. But Robbie, San Francisco coming off a of bye week, no easy feat going into Jacksonville to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. I checked the injury list. Debo Samuel no longer on any sort of injured reserve list, so we can assume he will be playing this Sunday. I mean, I haven't seen for sure if he's in, but I'm just taking a educated guess. San Francisco's lost three straight games. I got to take them to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, though, in this one. I, I can't see them losing four straight. I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers. Robbie is getting might be uh, selling on eBay for 25 bucks. I don't think anyone's going to pay 25 bucks for that fucking dumpster or that fucking piece of garbage. Mac Jones is a piece of garbage right now. Um, I got a lot of shit <coughs> from coworkers with what I said about Debo Samuel and how important he is to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, oh my God. <laughs> um, 
I got a lot of shit when I said that uh, Debo Samuel is the most dynamic offensive player, arguably, in the NFL. The guy could play wide receiver. He could block. He could play running back. And everyone's like, well, McCaffrey could play receiver. But Debo does it at an elite level. And Debo, like, it showed before they brought in McCaffrey when it was him and Eli Mitchell that they were running the ball proficiently. And the difference of yards with Debo on the field and off the field is significant. And it showed how valuable it was because it frees while he was hurt, Brandon Ayuk was quiet. Very, very quiet. It was relying on George Kittle and McCaffrey. All right? With Debo back, it's going to be a big, big rebound win for the San Francisco 49ers. So we both have that one. Um, I'm assuming, Ravi, I'm, I'm going to guess we're going to have the same pick in the next game on the list here. It is the Detroit Lions facing off against the Chargers. Now, we know Detroit's line, the Lions offense has just been just a powerhouse so far this year. They've been one of the top teams in the NFC. Chargers have been a weird team. Now, on paper, they look like a team that should be up there, uh, but their record is not showing that. And I think they got another loss coming on their uh, on their record this week. Robbie, I got the Detroit Lions taking this game. It's because of their head coach, because of Brandon Staley and how fucking trash she is. Um, the Lions are coming off of a bye week, so everyone's well-rested. There's been... Uh, uh, Laporta and Amon Ross St. Brown prior to the games, always on the um, the injury report. Montgomery, I think he's supposed to be coming back. I think he is if back. Not, if not, I believe Gibbs was dealing with some nagging injuries. So if they're all healthy heading into this game against the Los Angeles Chargers, I'm going to take Dan Quinn and the Detroit Lions over Brandon Staley and Los Angeles Chargers. Bam, bam, chicken and ham, folks. The next game we got here, Robbie, this one's going to be a barn burner, <laughs> let me tell you. Atlanta Falcons versus the Arizona Cardinals. And it looks like we will, in fact, be getting Kyler Murray back manning the quarterback position for this Arizona Cardinals team. Now I ask you this, Robbie, does that Kyler Murray boost, does that give them that little jump to defeat the Atlanta Falcons here on Sunday? Well, I'll tell you what, Zach, with Kyler Murray returning, it's... <laughs> significant step up. Let's not forget what Kyler Murray is, folks. Kyler Murray is a top 15 quarterback in the NFL when healthy. Kyler Murray, there's been times where the Cardinals go on a rise and they have a record of like 5-1, 6-1, and then they downfall. But when you watch the film, a lot of the play designs was the reason for the downfall. It wasn't Kyler Murray. It was Cliff Kingsbury. They got the trash out. The problem is it's too late into the season, but Kyler Murray, he hears all the noise, the noise that the Cardinals want to move on from him the guy they just took a few years ago with the number one overall pick? Really? That's the guy they want to move on from? Okay. I'm going to show you what you're going to be missing out on when you move on from me. And I'm going to go to a team that really wants to acquire me. A team like the New York Giants. A team like the New England Patriots. A team like the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to show them what Kyle Murray is. And I'm going to go kill the Falcons by two touchdowns. If he plays, I had the Arizona Cardinals beating the Falcons. If he does not play, then I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons. I don't care if he subs in the second quarter or the third quarter, hell, even the first quarter. If he's not the starter, then I'm going with the Falcons. But if he starts, my pick is the Cardinals. Okay, I have the Cardinals down here winning that game as well, too, but I would also like to take that as well, too, because I'm taking this pick on the sole reason that Kyler Murray is going to be the starting quarterback. Fair. So Fair. if he doesn't, if he starts, we'll both take Cardinals. If he doesn't start, then we're both on the Falcons. Mm. Seattle, me, Seattle Seahawks. And the Washington Commanders. 
Seahawks Sam have been having this fucking career game against the yeah. New England Patriots. Seahawks coming off a terrible performance against the Baltimore Ravens. I, I, uh, Lamar Jackson's 18-1 against the NFC. Why are you people giving us your money still? This is fucking something. This is I, all going to my father's liver fund, I guess. and not, It's not <laughs> even going towards us. You the real um, you gotta fucking follow? Jesus. Here? Who followed? Who followed? Uh, G, what does it say? Jezix X. Jez, Jek, Jek is X. Uh, you know what? Uh, let us know what your name is in the comments and welcome. Thank Fucking you for right. joining. Thanks, bro. Thank brother or sister. I don't know what you can say. Comment, you know, <laughs> yeah, thanks for the comment or follow, man. Man, lady, trans. We don't know. Uh, <laughs> Seattle Seahawks, Washington Commanders here. Robert, uh, as you just said, Sam Hell coming off the game of his career. Geno Smith has had a really, really weird season. Not like Geno Smith last year. Mm. I still have to go with the Seahawks in this game, Robbie. It's just up and tell me this commander's team is just not for real. Not to say the Seahawks are for real, but if we're going team on paper versus team on paper, the Seahawks get the upside, in my opinion. I'm going the Seahawks. Well, you would think that the Seahawks really like to bounce back after a dreadful performance by all ends. Offense, defense, they got killed by the Ravens. Embarrassed, victimized, all right? The commander's are just going to face a very desperate Seattle Seahawks team with something to prove that we're not this dog shit. Everyone has a bad week. The Seahawks will beat the Washington Commanders. Mm. Now, Robbie, in this next game, I'm going to assume we both have the same pick in this one here because this next game, Bob, listen up. The Dallas Cowboys going up against their division. We'll we'll put rival in quotations because there's really not much of a rivalry anymore at this point. The New York Giants, backed by none other than Mafia man Tommy fucking DeVito. Tommy Are you fucking talking about Tommy De fucking DeVito? DeVito. Are you talking about DeVito? I think it's fucking Nana and Nona are going to be in the fucking stands, you fucking rats. This guy could bring the entire Italian Mafia with him to this goddamn game, and it still will not stop this Dallas Cowboys offense from absolutely butt-fucking this New York Giants wow. team. That's, that's that point spread we were talking about last podcast, I think was 16.5 points. Cowboys minus 16.5 is my lock of the week. Okay? Really? That's your mortal lock of the week? You're going to take I mean, the minus 16.5? Cowboys, are. this is going to be a, a, a fucking 34-6 to six game. You don't, think the Giants gonna be. you don't think the Giants defense does anything to limit Dak or the no, offense? No, nothing. Their offense won't do nothing with Dallas' defense. It's going to be dis- it's going to be disgusting. Cowboys mm-hmm. by a million. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. In my picks, I obviously went with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and the spread here from what's shown in ESPN, the Cowboys are favored by 17 points now. That's two touchdowns and a field goal. I am two and two in my mortal lock picks. Am I going to do something as crazy as Zachary and take the Cowboys minus 17? Or am I going to take the Giants plus 17? Or am I going to move on for it? And I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do here, folks. You know what I'm going to do here? I'm going to fucking whip out my dick and show my balls by taking the Dallas Cowboys minus 17 as my mm. mortal lock of the week. I'm looking to go back to above 500. Cowboys go, minus folks. 17. Lock it in. Let's think about it, Zach. The, they fucking already beat the Giants 40 to 0. And that was with Daniel Jones. With everybody yeah. healthy. Thomas, Kayvon Thibodeau. They so 
They had Leonard Williams, Daniel Kwan. The only person they didn't have there that they have now is Wandale Robinson. You're, you're without Daniel Jones. Leonard Williams is gone. They're going to blitz the fuck out of Saquon. They're not going to let him do anything, and they're going to make Tommy DeVito try to beat him, and it's not going to work, and the Cowboys are going to win this game by a final score of 43-3. to Damn. 40 points spread back-to-back games that would be or back-to-back games against the Giants would be impressive, folks. Robbie, the second last game that we have to choose here before moving on to, uh, well, what, really whatever sport we would like to move on to after this. This one's a bit of an interesting one here, Robbie. We have the New York Jets backed by Zach Wilson facing new quarterback Aiden O'Connell and the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't have so much to say about this game, Robbie. Adams, that's for sure. But I am going to say this for my good buddy, Steve. The Jets are going to win that fucking football game, Sunday Night Football. You're going with the Jets, huh? Yep, going with the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Steve. Steve, I love you. I really do. He's going with the Raiders. But that is one of the worst losses we've seen from the New York Jets since Zach Wilson has been the quarterback. He, he looked awful. He looked pathetic. That could have been arguably worse than the loss they had against the New England Patriots last year when the Patriots went off a punt return 10-3. to It was dreadful. Meanwhile, the Raiders took absolute care of business of the New York Giants. And even before Dalen Jones tore his ACL, he didn't look good. The Raiders' defense has actually looked solid this year, obviously led by Max Crosby and the uh, acquisition in the offseason of Marcus Peters has paid off tremendously. They look happy. They look like they're having fun. It doesn't look like it's a dictatorship anymore. The Jets are kind of on like eggshells right now. Like we need to win this game where the Raiders are finding themselves and having fun. I'm going to go with the team that's riding high and having fun at home in Vegas. Sorry, Steve. Wow. Some fucking friend this guy is, eh, Steve? Some friend this guy is. Let me tell you something. Maybe my pick would have differed if he wasn't such a fucking dick face yesterday when one of his 13 NBA teams lost to the Brooklyn Nets. Suck it. Steve, I don't know where that came from, Steve. Okay? I'm going to apologize on his behalf because that was disgusting. What I just saw. Robbie, in the last game, Monday Night Football, should be a blowout game here, Robbie. We have the Bills going up against the Broncos. We've seen what we've seen from the Broncos this year. We've seen what we've seen from Russell Wilson. The Sean Payton experiment with Russell Wilson. I'm I'm going to say it already. I know it's early. It's not working. It's not going to work. Russell on, Wilson maybe be the main on. reason. Hold on. Do you know that Russell Wilson is like in the top ten for most of the statistics for quarterbacks? In the NFL? Okay, so my buddy, funny if you made this. This my buddy was having an argument with me on the weekend. He's like, search up, compare the stats this year between Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes, and statistically, Russell Wilson has been a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. Statistically, obviously in game time, no one's going to say that. But if you do look at the stats, he actually hasn't been. Terrible. So maybe it's like, maybe I know we give Russ Wilson a lot of flack on this podcast. Maybe it's not all his fault. That's because he's too busy doing high knees instead of studying. Well, an airplane. Nonetheless, he's got another loss coming to him Monday night because the Bills are going to butt fuck him. Well, Ryan says hot take Broncos beat the Bills in Buffalo. Well, Ryan, let me tell you something. Josh Allen hasn't looked that good this year. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Bills 
are missing. Matt Milano, Tredavious White. They lost uh, Edmonds to the to the uh, it's either Tredavious White to the Bears or he lost the injury. I think it was Terrell Edmonds they lost. I don't remember, but they're missing two defensemen, one to the fucking Bears. Anyways, Sean Payton, Denver Broncos, right off the bye. Sean Payton is well been well known to win games off the bye. And let me tell you something here, Zachary. The team that's going to win Monday Night Football, live on ESPN. It's going to be the Buffalo Bills. With Joe Buck and Troy Aikman and Lisa Salters. Scott Van Pelt, posting coverage. Did you fucking say the team name? The team that will win is the Buffalo Bills. You know, Robbie, every time you do that... <laughs> The, everyone knows you're going to say the favorite team when you build up all this fucking momentum. And I'd say this was the uh, the week we've had the most coinciding picks, though, Robbie. So this will be an interesting week here. Uh, but that's our picks for uh, week 10. You know, what? you know what? Ryan has given us so many fucking bits today. A lot. Yeah. I'm changing my pick to the Denver Broncos. Broncos country. Broncos country. Broncos country. Broncos country. Let's ride. And he's locked in. And he's locked in. So that's locked in, folks. Can't change that now. Can't change that now. All right, Robbie. You know what, Robbie? Why don't we? There's not too much news in the NHL. Why don't I purr through this quick and then we'll do some NBA and MLB. And we'll see what happens. All right. right, But I'll tell you what, Zachary. You were right. uh, Tuesday night. The Sharks got their first win against the Philadelphia Flyers. San Jose Sharks. They were not about to go 12 games without winning to start out the season. They get their first W against the, I mean, not equally as shit, but almost as shitty Philadelphia Flyers. I think the San Jose Sharks team might get six wins all year, though. Jesus Christ, Steve. Uh, But San Jose Sharks, yeah, they get their first win. Uh, and a team that has had uh, really no problems winning games so far this season, Robbie, the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, I know it's nothing to be concerned about, but they had not lost a game in regulation in uh, the first 11 to 12 games. They've now lost two in a row in regulation, one of them at the hands of Anaheim Ducks, one of the shittiest teams in the league. Is this something you think uh, Vegas Golden Knights fans should be worried about, or is this just one of those little oh, midseason hiccups that everyone will yeah. go through and... It's their it's their Toronto Maple Leafs versus Arizona Coyotes matchup. It's a hiccup. Or Toronto I mean, Maple Leafs well, versus the Ottawa Senators, a team that. I mean, yeah, Vegas had an, ama- uh, an amazing start to the season, dude. So I, I don't view that as a uh, a uh, bump in the road. Just a little hiccup. They'll get over so, it there, but yeah, they, they've it. been they've been fucking on fire, dude. They have been on fire. They've been um, fucking fire. That's impressive. I said they've been all fucking fire. Oh, okay. Uh, while we're talking about Vegas, Robbie, do you uh, want to go through our? Should I get through this? There's only actually there's only a little bit of news left in hockey, and then we'll do our power rankings here. Okay. I got two more things here for you folks tonight. It was a bit of a slow couple days. Like I said, we just had a podcast two days ago, so not much happened in those two days. But uh, Anze Kopitar, center of the Los Angeles Kings, the only team that he's ever played for, has reached the milestone of 400 career NHL goals. So, congratulations, Anze Kopitar. That's all to you. That is something a lot of players do not get to do. That guy has been a pleasure to watch play in this league for the last decade. 
And hopefully we get a lot more play out of Anze Kopitar. I could see him hitting that 500 goal threshold by the time he finishes his career. Tony, where are you? He's still watching, but he's not fucking commenting. Tony! Fucker, Tony. Well, Tony's going to like this one. The last bit of hockey news we have before getting into the power rankings, folks. William Nylander. Hi, Tony. Arguably (laughs) been the Leafs' best or most complete all-around player this season, William Nylander. He has been someone you notice on the ice. Every single time he's out there, yes, I know Matthews has scored 13 goals in 13 games or 12 goals in 12 games, whatever the stat is. Yes, I know Marner fucking throws some dollar. He throws some passes out there and looks nice. William Nylander is still in search for a contract. And at the beginning of this season, Robbie, I told myself, you don't even look, don't even think about giving this guy 10 fucking plus million dollars. Don't even think about it. I will literally jerk Brad True Living off for him to give William Nylander whatever the fuck he wants in a contract. We need this guy on this team. We need him on this team. He has now started this fucking season, Robbie, with a 13-game point streak, and there is just no slowing down. There's no slowing down for him. He is all gas, no brakes this year. Pay the motherfucking man. I'll tell you what. I was worried when he was doing that weird braiding of his hair shit because he looked really stupid. But like you said, he's made an impact since the season's fucking kicked off. He's been absolutely fucking incredible. The man he's on been, a mission. He's been clearly, I mean, I know how much you love Marner, but he's definitely been the second best behind Matthews. So I, honest to God, I think he's been the best Leaf we've had. I know Matthews has the goals, but if you're looking at all-around play for what he's the, I think Nylander has been maybe not the best, but most noticeable. He's been a guy that you notice him every single time he's on the ice this year. Mm-hmm. But that's all I got for the hockey news, Robbie. Like I said, it was a slow one here. But we got some power rankings for you folks. All right. And like I said at the beginning of this episode, guys, it's not these power rankings. I can almost assure you, me and Robbie are probably going to have the same five teams. If not, we can, I can guarantee you we'll have at least the same four of the five teams for this. Like I said, this will change as the season goes on, you know, as, as more games get played, more losses happen, more wins happen, stuff will fucking formulate into better power rankings. But for the first Thursday night sports cave edition power rankings for this NHL season, Robbie. I have starting from I'll start from five and work my way up to one. Yes. At number five, I have the Colorado Avalanche Hmm. in my power ranks. Number five, they've had a good start. They're missing Gabriel Landeskog. Their goaltend's a little bit shaky, but when you got Nate McKinnon and Kale McCarr, your team's always going to be one of the best teams in the league. It's tough to keep them out of the top five. So I have them in at fifth place here. Another team I could have had. There was a few other ones I was debating doing the fifth. Let me just go up to the rankings here just to see who else I was looking at because I can't exactly. L.A. Kings were a team I had. It was, actually became down between L.A. and the Colorado Avalanche. Okay. And I ended up going with Colorado. It could have easily been L.A., but I went with the Avalanche. At number four this year, Robbie, in my power rankings for the first edition, I have the team from New York, New York, the New York Rangers. Great defense, great offense, great goaltending, just an incredibly complete team. This is a team that I think could be built to win a Stanley Cup this year. Do you think when they made the trades last year for Terry Sanko and Patrick Kane, it's the reason for their first round departure by the New Jersey Devils? I don't think it's the reason for. I think they just they ran into a team that just really matched up with them yeah. like fantastically. They had two very skillful teams. Um the the Devils last year might have had a little bit more bully mentality to them than the Rangers, which could have very much helped them out in that series. But 
at the end of the day, it's a playoff series, right? I mean, no matter what you have, it's all about momentum in hockey. So I'm not going to attribute that to the trades. I do think maybe they're looking at the trades now this year after giving up what they gave up and not retaining any of them. They're probably like, ah, I probably could have went without doing those trades. But when you get a guy like Tarasenko and a guy like Patrick Kane available and they both want to come to your team and the asking price is really not astronomical, I feel like you got to go for it. So I got the Rangers at number four. Uh, number three, Robbie, on my power rankings team, power rankings list, I cannot fucking believe I'm about to say that I have this team as my third best team in the league right now. Can I guess? What team? Vancouver Canucks. The way the Vancouver Canucks have started off this season has been something like it's a fuck. This is like a miracle for how shit this team was last year, for how good they are. And I, I'm not even like when they won their first couple of games, I'm like, okay, whatever. It's beginning of the season. I think we've seen enough now to know that this is not, that this is a good fucking hockey team. They got Quinn Hughes, who's definitely leading the Norris category right now. He's been the best defenseman in the league so far this year. Elias Patterson, JT Miller have been two of the top players in the league. Thatcher Demko is playing out of his mind in some games. And they, again, just have a complete fucking team. As I said last podcast, they have been the best team out of Canada so far this season. And I have them at number three. At number two, it pains me to say I have the Boston Bruins, a team that I thought was going to be shit, is just shoving their big Bruin dick down my throat and making me look like an idiot because this Boston Bruins team is legit. They got another Stanley are, Cup contender in Boston. Are you, are you wetting up that cock or is it a dry heave? They're dry heaving me at this point. I mean, I, they're making me look like a fool. Um, but I got the Bruins at number two. And obviously, Robbie, the number one best team in the league so far this season has been the Toronto Maple Leafs. Just kidding. It is the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> Toronto, you might crack this top five if you fucking wake up and stop playing like a bunch of goddamn losers. But for now, you're out of the top five. Vegas Golden Knights is my number one, Robbie. We'll tell Samson off to start fucking waking up because I'm pretty sure he's averaging like three or four goals per game. It's fucking insane. It's terrible. The goaltending for Toronto has been terrible. The offense has been fine. They've been scoring goals, but they haven't been able to stop the other team from yeah, the, scoring. Yeah, the, the offense has been amazing, but the defense and goaltending has been very, very subpar. The fact that they came back from down four to one in the first period in overtime to take down the Lightning is incredible. But don't bet on that happening all the way through the season and the playoffs. Yeah. Um. All right, here's my list. So number five, I know how high you are in them. You're talking about how early it is in the season and how you're sold on, but I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm not sold on them, and I think a lot of it has to do – I know it's in 162 games, but let's not forget how crazy a team that was supposed to be dog shit and took the first like month of baseball by storm being the Pittsburgh Pirates, right? So I'm going to look at the Vancouver Canucks like the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'll give them the respect to put in the top five, but I, I got to see a lot more. I know everything you listed off, but I just got to see a lot more. So I'm going to put them at number five, even though they said at nine and two. Very fair. Uh, Number four, I got the Colorado Avalanche at um, number four. Um, I'm basing all these things off of records, folks. I'm still trying to get into the whole watching fucking hockey thing. I'm doing the best I can. Trust me. Uh, number three, uh, I have the New York Rangers. Like you said, the goaltending. When you have fucking um, Igor Shosturkin and Jonathan Quick. Um, the one thing that I'm sure they're really hoping to look forward to is Adam Fox coming back. After he was on, He was on the long-term IR. And now he's a day-to-day thing, so maybe a comeback is coming soon to be determined. But that would be a big, big <laughs> – I mean, Adam Fox – That's a boost. A three, That's a nice a boost right there. defender in hockey, top five, top three. That's a big guy that they're missing out and hoping to get back very soon. Number two, you and I are both wrong about this team. The Boston Bruins are at number two. I don't know how the fuck these guys always figure out how to fucking do it. You know, they, they lose uh, cornerstone franchise players that are retiring. 
Um, some elected to leave during free agency, and yet they still find a way to win hockey games. And number one, I know they had a little bump in the road, but there's nothing to worry about with the reigning, defending, undisputed Stanley Cup champions, the Vegas Golden Knights, number one. Yeah, it's 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 hard not to have Vegas and Boston as one and two. I mean, two to five between Canucks, Rangers, Avs. If you had the Kings in there, I wouldn't be mad. Even if you had Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay's looked pretty good so far this year. They Dallas. can maybe sneak their way. Dallas, could, I mean, it's all arguable. One and two, though, is is cemented. Would you put so, the Devils even though they're um No. Devils, I don't. Devils have not really performed well, up to. Jack Hughes getting hurt and Luke Hughes, both, yeah. both Hughes brothers getting hurt. Carolina's another team that could have easily made their way up there as well, too. They look pretty good to start the season off. But a lot of good hockey that's be played, folks. A lot of good hockey. Yeah, we're just getting started. Robbie, why don't we keep into this power rankings little little mood right here? Why don't we dish right into the NBA and get some power rankings off there before going through a little bit of NBA news for these folks? All right. Well, since you start with the hockey power rankings. Yeah, you start us off about with basketball. We're short into the season. We have some weird teams that are currently in the hunt for the playoffs, believe it or not. I mean, we still – I mean, the Lakers right now are on the outside of the top ten right now. Fucking Timberwolves are fucking – Incredible so far this season. They've looked really good, and that's because of Anthony Edwards and honestly Rudy Gobert and his defensive presence thus far. I mean, you got the Cavs that are that aren't in the hunt right now. The Bulls aren't in the hunt. The uh, the Lakers, the Grizzlies are one in seven thus far this season. But did you know the last game the Grizzlies played, they only had six players. Six. What the fuck? They're dealing with a shit ton of injuries. It is. Six players. That's insane. Rockets right now are the fucking six seed at four and three. So they're in my number five. Just kidding. I'm kidding. When I do these power rankings, I don't base it off the record. I base it off the teams that they face, what the situations are. So for that reason, my number five team are the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I can tell you right now, Giannis, I don't think he's taking a step back, but I think he's trying to adjust to having that true second superstar on his team. It's early on to the season. Damon Giannis will eventually click. There's nothing to worry about, but... Um, they got some growing pains to go through. They're still in the fucking top five. So, new coaching staff. So, they're still in it. Uh, number four. Number four, I got the Dallas Mavericks. You know, I really question if Luka and Kyrie can mesh, and thus far, they have meshed really well, and Luka right now... You could argue he's still he's right there with Jokic as the favorite for MVP. They're both balling out. Luka had the better game against Jokic when they faced off against each other, but Jokic, uh, excuse me, came out with the win. Number three, they may be number one in the Eastern Conference, but the number three in my power rankings, and that is the Philadelphia 76ers. They got the trade completed. Uh, in case you didn't see what Joel Embiid said, he said we don't have any egos on the team, and that's why we're six and one. Yeah. You know, yeah. the one thing with Joel Embiid, and it's part of the reason why I, I like him, but really, I hate his basketball play. I hate the way he plays his basketball because I think he plays like... Like a big fucking pussy flopping all yeah, over the place when you're fucking 7'2", fucking 400-something, 300 pounds, 250 pounds, however big this guy is. Right, but I love that he's not afraid to take those shots at, you know, former players, you know, that don't want to be with him. He took shots at Ben Simmons. He took He's taken shots at James Harden. He never took a shot at Jimmy Butler because I think Jimmy Butler wanted to stay. So um, I got them at number three. They've looked good under Nick Nurse. Kelly Oubre has been pretty good off the bench for them. Tyrese Maxey is going to turn into an all-star potentially this year. I got them at number three. Number two, I got the Boston Celtics at number two, folks. Uh, They ain't number one because the number one team 
is the Brooklyn Nets. Just kidding. I going to say, let's... Uh, the number one team my power rankings are the 8-1 Denver Nuggets. They haven't missed a beat. I thought losing out on Bruce Brown more so than Jeff Green because we saw how much of an impact Bruce Brown had, was for the Nuggets last year. They haven't missed a beat. But the one thing we'll get into later, uh, later on about a, uh unfortunate incident with the player and their team. Well, Robbie, we have the exact same five teams in our power rankings here, but we just have them in a little bit of different orientation. Starting at my number five, I too have the Milwaukee Bucks. I think exactly what you said is correct. They haven't reached their full potential yet, bringing in Dame Lillard. It's obviously very, very early on in the season. Once they have time to mesh together, I mean, we could be looking at a team that could win the East. We could be looking at a team that could go on to win the Larry OB. It's just going to be too tough to tell right now, but I have them in at number five. At number four, Robbie, I have the Boston Celtics at number four. Mm-hmm. They've had a hell of a start. Um, wow. I want to see. I want to see a little bit more from them. But as for now, I have them at number four. At number three, I have the Dallas Mavericks. At number three, again, we're just saying Luka Doncic has been probably the MVP so far this season, if not Joker. Because I mean, what Joker's doing out there, gaming and game mode, is just Jokic. absolutely ridiculous. Jokic or Joker, please, not Joker. The Joker, dog. Okay. Uh, at number two, I have Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers. They have the best record coming into the East. Um, they've looked good. It actually does look like getting rid of that cancer in the room is kind of making these guys vibe with each other a little bit. So maybe we're going to see a good 76ers team now that James Harden's gone. And obviously at number one, Robbie, it's very tough not to have the Denver Nuggets at number one because let's face it, guys, they have easily been the best player or best team in this league. Now, Robbie, what were you talking? There was this, what happened with the, what happened with the Nuggets player? I don't think I heard about this. Uh, Jamal and, uh, Murray suffered a oh, yeah. injury missing at least a month. So Murray's out a month. We have actually a few more injuries to also announce here, folks. Robbie's not going to like this one. Cam Thomas dealing now with an uh, injured ankle as well as Tyler Hero. Um, I don't know too much about these injuries, Robbie. Are we looking at serious long-time uh, um, sit-outs for these I guys? What I saw... With Cam Thomas right now, they're looking at two weeks. <laughs> so not too bad. Right. It's probably a minor sprain where Tyler Hero is looking at six to eight weeks. Tyler Hero, man, he's had a really tough time staying healthy. But Tyler Hero has been the best offensive player for this Miami Heat team thus far this season. And with Gabe Vincent gone, with Max Struess gone, they're, Victor Oladipo gone, they're going to have to find someone to fill in that void. Jimmy Butler only could do so much, and then it's going to be someone else stepping up. Jimmy and Bam can only they can only carry the team so far. And besides them two, without Tyler Hero, they really don't have much going on with that team anymore. Duncan Robinson's gonna have to step up. Kyle Lowry's got to step up, but uh it's gonna be rough goings without uh Tyler Hero. Well, tough to hear those guys getting injured, Robbie, but we'll tell you what, dude. I'll tell you what. I hope it's only two weeks because with the wake I'm not being a homer when I tell you this. Cam Thomas right now is playing like an all star. He's averaging he's he's had a fantastic start to the season. A game. If you ask me when the Nets are fully healthy, what the, I would like the lineup to be, it'd be Ben Simmons, Cam Thomas, Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnston, and Nick Claxton. And if you'd like to go small and have Claxton come off the bench, or if you trade Claxton, because Claxton has a lot of value, then I'd like to see Dinwiddie, Thomas, Bridges, Johnson, and Simmons. Bam, bam, chicken and ham. How are you, well, Raptors, been lately, bud? Not bad. Raptors actually, you know what? I watched my first little bit of Raptors basketball uh, in a little while. Yesterday when I came home, we were playing. 
was it Dallas? We were playing the Mavericks last night. And I, I want to say we ended up winning the game, but you know what? Scotty Barnes, dude, has looked incredible so far this season. He needed. has finally taken that. But, like, it seems like he's taken the step from last year and still taking the step this year. Like, he's taken the double step so far to start off the season. He's looked fantastic. Um, but honestly, I, I, again, I don't have too many aspirations for this Raptors team. Um, yeah, you're looking at hopefully a number 10 seed. I think we both had him listed as number 11, just missing yeah, it. Yeah, just missing, but very I well mean, could sneak in. If this Cavs team keeps underperforming, I know they Miami, like Miami's, if Miami can't well, get healthy. What I told you about Miami, you, yeah. you look at me crazy. I told you, bro, I don't know what it is about the Miami Heat in the regular season, but Jimmy Butler turns into a different animal if they make the playoffs. No, I agree with you. It, it, it's, it's being shown to me right now. In, uh, and you in, laughed at me about the Nets. The Nets have played really good basketball. The Nets have only been technically blown out in one game, and that was against the Celtics with no Cam Johnson, with no Claxton, with no Ben Simmons, and it all came late in the fourth quarter when they finally pushed away from the Nets with less than four minutes to go. They haven't been out. They haven't been, uh, you know, they haven't looked bad. Thus far this season, they had Cam Johnson and Claxton for game one. They haven't had them since. Ben Simmons was dealing with one game was rest, and the other one was a hip injury that he sustained off a pass from Dinwiddie. Um, they had a big win, tremendous win last night against the Clippers. Paul George, I think, had Listen 11 up, Steve. quarter points. Russell Westbrook, they allowed him to just try to shoot from three. He couldn't, he made, I think, one. But the one thing the Clippers went away from, which made zero sense, was the Nets elected in the first quarter to not go with size. And Zubac had an easy post-up, bing-bang, boom. Two straight back baskets for Zubac, and after that, they stopped feeding him the ball. Sometimes you got to take advantage of what they're giving you. If yeah, gonna put go a, with the, exactly. Sometimes, kibosh, sometimes mm-hmm. you got to kibosh your game plan, and you got to go with what's, what you're seeing in front of your own two eyes. Yeah, and um, James Harden got the reception that he deserves because he's a piece of shit. So fuck you. And um, the Clippers are going to face a lot of problems. And I was like, I told you when the trade happened, it didn't make their team better. They have no bench presence whatsoever. Norman Powell hit a couple threes. Terrence Mann looked terrible. And anyone else on the bench that that played out there, I don't know who the fuck you were. Yeah. That's how <laughs> this bench is going to be. Meanwhile, with the Brooklyn Nets, Lonnie Walker, Lonnie Walker's been incredible off the bench. He's been putting up more points than minutes played. He's been that good. Cam Thomas went down. No problem. We got Lonnie Walker. He's been incredible. And I'll tell you what, if Lonnie Walker keeps up this pace, Zachary, at the trade deadline, the Brooklyn Nets should sh- should sell him immediately. You got him on a one-year contract. If you can get some draft picks or some assets to return, do it. Would not be a bad play there, Robbie. Uh, we do have a, well, maybe once was a superstar in this league, not so much anymore, but a big part of this Phoenix Suns team has finally returned to play basketball, and that is Bradley Beal has made his uh, season debut with the Phoenix Suns. Maybe this is the little jump boost that this Phoenix Suns team need, because now, I mean, I, is Booker still out? Is he Is he still injured? Um, I'll get you that information. I think I want to say he's still injured. I'll tell you right now, because all I gotta do is look up a uh, Booker off of fantasy. Do, 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 Devin do. Booker still without clear timeline. Suns head coach Frank Vogel said after Wednesday's win against the Bulls in overtime, he's making progress, but has no firm timetable. Burke, uh, Booker 
has sat out six of the last seven Suns games, with the first three absence being the result of left foot and ankle injuries, and the last three uh, being due to a right calf strain. On a positive note, Booker hasn't been shut down from activity entirely, as Vogel noted that the veteran guard got a pregame workout Wednesday. Booker appears unlikely to return action Friday against the Lakers, but Shams reported Sunday on FanDuel's TV run it back that the Suns were counting on having both Booker and Bradley Beal available in the next seven to ten days. There you go. Phoenix Suns are getting off the injury bug now. Expect to see them jump up, possibly crank or crack into our power rankings list when we do our second edition. Two Thursdays from now. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that was uh, that was all I have. Oh, actually, the one more thing I have for basketball, Robbie. This is I listen to the, the hockey podcast, Spitting Chicklets, and Ryan Whitney, one of the hosts of that podcast, he always makes jokes about how the NBA is a sick league because of the guys being like it's just like you know you got fucking superstars taking rests, you got guys like Joel Embiid taking big flops. It's a, you know it's it's an easy league sometimes to make fun of, and they just added something last night. Another reason why we could make fun of the NBA. Did you see Giannis get ejected in that game last night? Yeah, for staring down after a crazy dunk. Staring down, he dunked him one like this. It was like he fucking caught eyes with the guy for half of a second, and he gets ejected from the fucking game in a technical foul. That ref is a loser. Please, for God's sakes. Do not let the NBA referees this year be like the NFL. God referees. fucking damn. Don't let them control games and Giannis onto the Kupo being kicked out of the game in seven minutes left in the third quarter. For that, albeit it was his second technical of the game, that's not a technical in my opinion. I couldn't even fucking tell you what a technical foul is because it seems like there's so many different variations. Well, they, 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 they hand out technical fouls if they think that it's taunting. For God fucking sakes, Isaiah Stewart is the guy that tried bulldozing through the entire fucking security at, yeah. fucking, at, at the Pistons Arena to try to hurt LeBron, and you're mad at Giannis staring down that douchebag? Absolutely ridiculous. I saw it, and I'm like, this is such a sick fucking league, man. What a joke. But that's all I have to talk about for basketball. I, I had to get it off my chest just to say this. It's ridiculous. The refs got to be better. Like you just said, do not be like the NBA refs this year because the NBA and refs the, have NFL, ruined a lot of NFL, games. NFL. NFL. Sorry, NFL. My apologies. Now, Robbie, I ask you, what avenue would you like to dip our toes into next, folks? We got two more things, two more sports to talk with you boys about. A little bit of MLB news, and then we have UFC coming up this weekend. It was supposed to be John Jones and Stipe Miocic, but unfortunately, we're not going to get that battle anymore, folks. This yeah, card... let's, let's get the UFC over with. I okay, yeah. That. You know what, guys? This UFC is going to be quick, guys, because this card can I, is... Can I ask you something, Zachary? Yeah. Maybe it's just me. I don't look forward to the UFC pay-per-views like I once did because a lot of the UFC champions are dominated by just the wrestlers. It's not that the wrestling is boring. It, no, not. no, no. It is boring. It's so boring. I don't want to say that, though, because you know what? I, I enjoy a good... I always loved watching Khabib fight, even though he used to piss me off. Colby Covington... You used to love watching that guy? I'd rather watch fucking paint dry than watch that guy fight. Colby Covington does a great job. DC did a great job. You know, but it's like these guys now, it's like the second I get you down, they just, just they just smother you. Minutes. Exactly. It's like, okay, at least a guy like Colby Covington, the guy like they're they're making moves and shit, you know, they're and that Khabib gave at least he's trying to go over submissions. I even look at when Hamza just fought Usman. That whole first round, sure, he had four and a half minutes of ground time. Did he fucking do anything? 
Or did he just lay his big Dagestanian frame on him for fucking four and a half minutes and not let him move? I don't know. I understand there's a certain thing called ground control, but also I feel like if you take a guy down and you just smother him like that, you shouldn't get any extra points for having ground control. It should be ground control where you're moving, you're you're switching guards, you're going half guard, full guard, maybe side guard, you're trying for a submission. You don't got to play it safe. Yeah, so you know what? It's like certain fighters I look forward to watching. I look, for, I look forward to watching Holloway, Volkanowski, uh, O'Malley, John Jones, Pereira. I mean, if I'm awake by then, maybe I'll watch it, but it's not like I'm going to lose any sleep because uh, Parker, obviously, because he's a friend, I'll, I'll wake up fucking 4 a.m. if Parker's fighting at 4 a.m. to watch my boy every fucking time. Um, Adesanya, Whitaker. But, like, I used to be able to just, like, sit there, not know names, and enjoy and think something good was going to happen. Now it's... They're not near as exciting well, anymore. I don't have to... I, I, I don't have to enjoy it for UFC anymore. I'll be honest. I think 296 is the last chance. And 296 is looking like a pretty good fucking card. Well, it's looking a lot better than 295, Robbie, because let me tell you anything right now. In this main card, folks, to start off the fight, I don't even know. Let's see how much tickets are going for MSG. What do you think the cheapest ticket off StubHub would be right now? 440 bucks. Last year when they went to fucking... uh, What the fuck? Last year when they went to MSG, this cheapest ticket was $619. I think with this, line, with this lineup, though, I just think it, it, they can't charge as much as they would like to. Because this is not a this this is th- this is the one that's in MSG November 11th, right? This weekend. Yep. So what'd you say? You had at what? Four forty. Four forty. Okay. Four forty. Let's just do one ticket. Let's say I want to go by myself. <laughs> a lot cheaper now. 267. Yeah, I had a feeling that price was going to plummet through the floor, folks. And the reason for that being, guys, as we just said, John Jones, Stipe Miocic, which was supposed to be the probably the most anticipated headline fight of this fucking UFC year of 2023. They built up Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler in the beginning of the year. That never happened, though. That never, this was actually a fight that was supposed to happen. Okay, okay. If we're talking that, it was actually going to happen in the end. Yeah. A fight, I'm talking about a fight that was penciled in, that was fucking, that had a set date, contracts were signed. Well, 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 yeah, the contracts weren't signed, but it was a penciled date. It was McGregor saying, yeah. I, will, I will not be ready. But I we got this fight, guys. Instead of John Jones versus Steve Miocic headline in this fight, we have Alexander Pereira versus the return of Yuri Prochaska. Now we Tony, know, are you? We know Yuri Prochaska. This guy is a crazy Son of a bitch when he fights. However, Robbie, I heard so many of you are talking about this guy's shoulder injury. It was the worst shoulder injury they'd ever seen in UFC history. Do you want to know how he got this injury? Oh. He got it from his camp because he kept telling his camp that his shoulder felt fucked up and they kept making him fucking spar and do workouts until he's like, no, guys, I cannot feel my shoulder. My shoulder's fucked up. And then they looked at it and said, oh, oh, we made a mistake by letting you train. So that's why this guy has now missed basically a calendar year, if not more, from fighting. He's making his return against Pereira to headline this fight. Always got to make sure Tony's there. I got to go with Pereira on this one, I think. Just for this big layover of Yuri not fighting in so long. The guy's a very dynamic fighter, but we know Pereira get. We know we're going to get a Pereira. The guy hits like a fucking cinder block. Uh, it'll just have to be, it'll be curious to see how his chin is. 
when he comes up to uh, this sort of weight class, fighting up against a guy like Yuri who can land some bombs on you. Well, not for nothing, too. The guy that is his coach is the same person that faced off against Yuri and Glover Teixeira as they have their training sessions 45 minutes away from my current location right now near Danbury, Connecticut. Um, so, you know, when you have Glover Teixeira in your corner, who was the oldest UFC champion, I think, ever, um, who faced off against Yuri, I'm going to go with Alex Pereira as well. This next fight, Robbie, actually, I think this fight has potential to be a fucking great fight. We have Sergey Pavlovich against Tom Aspinall for the heavyweight interim championship belt. Tom Aspinall has shown some spurts of greatness. Sergey Pavlovich very well could be the hardest hitting heavyweight now that Francis Ngannou is not fighting in this division anymore. I think he has the new fucking stone fist in this division. He's coming in as a plus 100 underdog. Tom Aspinall is a very multidimensional fighter. He's got great wrestling for a big heavyweight that he can throw. But I just see Sergey Pavlovich landing a clean one on Tom Aspinall, and I see him icing him out cold. I'm going to take the underdog Pavlovich in this one to become the new heavyweight champion. Zach, I told you I'm not into UFC like the once was. I never heard of these guys. Yeah, honestly, I, and I, I'm not even like, I'm a casual fan, but I hang out with guys that are diehard UFC fans. So I feel like I got a decent amount of knowledge in this just from listening to these guys talk. And I'll tell I, you what. I'm going to go with the guy that's well round. I'm going to go with Tom Espinal then. Not a bad pick at all. Tom Espinal is the favorite to win this. But by a slight favorite, he's coming in at a minus 120. Honestly, Robbie, for the rest of this card, I really don't know any of these other fighters except for the one chick fight that's coming right before that co-main event. Yeah. We have the biggest lesbian in UFC history, Jessica Andrade, fighting up against the nicest set of booty cheeks in the UFC, Mackenzie Big Butt Dern. If you don't know Mackenzie Dern, her face looks like a horse, but her ass is just fucking bootylicious, bodacious. Search her up on Instagram and tell me you wouldn't credit card swipe your tongue through those cheeks. Now, Zachary, after having Mexican food that bothered her stomach and she had explosive diarrhea, yes. which you left on your face. Yes, yes, yes. You're yes. a fucking human being. You're yes, fucking yes, I would. Yes, I would. <laughs> You're a disgusting human being. Well, hey, calm what you want, Robbie. But um, honest to God, past that, dude, I don't really know if you, like, I, I couldn't even tell you who these other people are. So I'm not even going to pick these next fights, folks. I would not be buying this UFC pay-per-view. I would be illegally streaming it like I do with no. the rest of them. But this one is a this one just makes it that much easier because it's a shitty card. Yeah, I won't be watching either, most likely, but um, I'll tune into the results the following morning. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see where Saturday night yeah, takes exactly. me. Exactly. I mean, Saturday, I'm already going to have a busy day. I'm going to go to watch the U-C-O-N-N, Yukon, 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 Huskies. Huskies, Yukon, Huskies. Well, Robbie is fired up for his Saturday, folks. Huskies, Yukon, Yukon, Huskies, who? Yeah, guys, I do this podcast with a certified retard, folks. It's okay, though, because he's our buddy. Robbie, why don't we get over some MLB talk, and we send our folks packing on their way to enjoy this lovely Thursday night football game. Sounds good. In the MLB here, folks, starting off with our MLB news, we have a retirement to announce. Mr. Nelson Cruz retires after 
an illustrious 19 season career. That's a hell of a career. 19 seasons in the bigs. Um, Robbie, was he able to ever win a championship? No. Nah, you hate to fight. Hate hearing those stories, man. Well, for someone that took steroids, I don't feel bad. Okay, well, yeah, now they're allowed. So you're doing fine <laughs> to play in this era. Nelson Cruz, like you said, played 19 seasons. Um, uh, I mean, if you want to count Milwaukee, 2005, he played eight games. He had a long stint with Texas. Uh, he had one season with Baltimore, a few seasons with Seattle, a few seasons with Minnesota. Uh, his last year, Minnesota got traded over to the Rays, then he went to the Nationals and the Padres. He uh, led the league yeah. in home runs in 2014 when he was with the Baltimore Orioles with 40 home runs, 108 RBIs, uh, 271 batting average. He has a career 274 batting average, finished with 464 home runs, and uh, 1,325 RBIs. Most stolen bases he had in the year was 20 in 2009. He was a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven time All Star. Let's see if he is. Uh, he's a four time Silver Slugger. He won the ALCS MVP, I believe, back in 2011. Um, made his money, had a hell of a career. A great career. And, uh, Right off into the sunset. I mean, I believe he did take steroids, but ah. he was not really a fucking asshole. So, you know, he uh, he deserves a good send off. Um, what do Let you think is the up. most home runs he's had in a single season? 37. 37. Well, he did have 37 home runs in 2018. And now I'm going to say that number is probably going to be higher. It is higher. 42. Never had a season with 42 home runs, but it is not his career high. He's had higher. He's had higher than 42. 46. Less than. 44. 44 home runs was his career high in 2015 with the Seattle Mariners. I knew it. 44 home runs, 93 RBIs, a 302 batting average, and a 936 OPS. So safe to say at his time, he was one of the prime players in this league. He was one of the better power hitters in the league. Just like my Vladdy was. Uh, Robbie, in hiring news for baseball, um, the Los Angeles Angels keep it uh, in the pact of fossil fucking managers because they go and hire 71-year-old Ron Washington as their new manager. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't know. I, I Again, I don't really know much about baseball, but like, I just feel like you'd, you'd want someone younger in there, you know? You like Not the old folks? Time. No, I don't like the old folks, but Ron Washington. Ron Washington is adaptable. He's not an old an old head that sticks by old traditions. He's adapted to um you know, the new generation. Ozzy Albies and Ronald Acuña put heartfelt messages out there about how much they're going to miss him. Um I thought at some point maybe he'd become the manager of the Braves. Ron Washington was a great manager with the Texas Rangers, brought them to the World Series. They fell short um in seven games to the St. Louis Cardinals. Why I remember that fucking series. Ron Washington is a great manager slash coach. He turned Marcus Simeon because he went back to the A's after that. Marcus Simeon was one of the worst defensive shortstops in all of baseball and turned him into near gold glove caliber shortstop. He has patience. He works with every individual for as long as needed. And maybe with that hiring, it might intrigue Otani to come back for at least one more year. It might be able to. Ron Washington is a well-respected man in baseball and just a great human being overall. So 
congratulations, congratulations, Washi. You deserve it. Yeah, congratulations to Mr. Ron Washington. Uh, in other hirings we have here, Robbie. <laughs> excuse me. Sorry, no hirings. Um, the Philadelphia Phillies have named Bryce Harper as their first baseman going forward, Robbie. Um, now, this brings up the question that you were asking earlier. What does this mean for Reese Hoskins now for this Philadelphia Phillies team? Sayonara. I mean, the guy's a hell of a fucking player, too. Good player, but I mean, you're not paying him $30, 35000000 million. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what their situation is with their uh, designated hitter slot. You know, they have Castellanos. They have Schwarber. Schwarber's better off as a designated hitter than out there in the field. He sucks out there in the field. Um, but, you know, he lost his job to to Bryce, and it's unfortunate it came off a torn ACL, and it was kind of a desperate move by the Phillies because – Harper wanted to go play the field, but you can't risk him, you know, rupturing his arm again and getting another Tommy John surgery. This is the safest position for him to play. And uh, this makes me want to do this, Zachary. Hey, Brian Cashman! Do you remember when you said you couldn't transition Bryce Harper to first base? You fucking old geriatric fuck! Yeah, we got another Brian Cashman ran here, guys. Robbie is still fucking not had a heart attack from last week, guys. I think his blood pressure has been through the roof for three days straight. Thinking about, he's the Cashman. He'll make your baseball team suck big dick because he's the Cashman. He'll make your baseball team suck. Oh, yeah. So who knows what's going to happen with the Philadelphia Phillies here, folks? Who knows what's going to happen with the Philadelphia Phillies? We do, in fact, have some San Diego Padres news to go over with you folks here. All right. And the first bit of news for that, Robbie, the first bit of news for that is the San Diego Padres are interviewing none other than Phil Nevlin. Now, Robbie, I have never heard of Phil Nevlin before, so please. Give me a little bit of information on this fella. Well, this is the guy that coached the Angels the last two seasons. Ooh, I don't like this trade. I don't like this decision already by them. No, it makes him worse. Uh, Phil Nevin, uh, prior to becoming the Angels manager, he was, I believe, their bench coach, and then they fired um, Joe Madden, and then they brought in Phil Nevin as the interim, and then he got the job. And um, He wasn't a good third-base coach for the Yankees. He's a terrible manager now, and the Padres have been making a big, big mistake. They bring this in. Now, Zach... Did you tell Ryan that you hit a baseball 450 feet with a metal bat? No, it's 450 meters. That's how far I could hit that thing with my cock. He said meat swinger, dude. Not a metal bat, meat swinger. Oh. <laughs> he says, a little sleepy there, Robbie. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yes, I am. Well, um, but there's other news with the Padres that makes me sad. Uh, yeah. You want to say it, Robbie? You you know, Robbie, you say this. You voice your opinion on this one. Please hold. Take a sip of your Budweiser there. Uh-huh. Yeah, big, uh, big Anasar Bush guy. Shut up. I forgot to go grab beer. That was in the fridge. Well, I'm drinking a Bush Light, so I'm drinking Anasar Bush, too. Uh-huh. We're both fags. Mainly. Anyways. Um, you can't say fags, man. Uh, sorry, homos. Say British cigarettes. 
That's what they call down there, fags. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess you're a faggot. Anyways, um, <laughs> Scott Boris, the best representative for baseball players since like 2003, um, has come out and said that the San Diego Padres do not plan to trade Juan Soto this offseason. So, in other words, the plans that I said last week, the only way that... What, Soto, Soto or bust? That plan? It's looking like it's going to be a bust. Um, Because what the Padres are probably going to ask for, they're probably going to ask for the following pieces. They're going to want to win on this trade big time. They're probably going to ask for Rizzo, Dominguez, Peraza, and Jones. And if you ask me if I would do that trade, I would tell the Padres to go fuck their mothers. No chance that trade would ever happen. Um, I'm confused, though, because you know what? If I'm the Padres, let me hear what the best offers are because they'll get a lot of attention. And if there's an offer out there by one team that really stands out, I mean, let's think – I think of a few teams that probably will make the phone call – and give them what they think are the best offers. So obviously the Yankees are one. I think the Mets will make a phone call. I think the Red Sox will make a phone call. I think the Cubs will make a phone call. I even think the Phillies will make a phone call. Reese Hoskins, Nicholas Castellanos, whatever prospects they have available. They should listen to these teams. Don't shut it out immediately. Because if you can get a good haul in return for a guy that's on his last year of his contract and you don't have to worry about you know, trying to sign this guy to a contract, or wait till the deadline, I would potentially do it sooner rather than later. Wouldn't be a bad move. Because this isn't coming from the Padres. This is coming from Scott Boris. Case the Scott Boris is a great businessman. He's probably raising the prices for Soto so then he can give his clients some more money. So to that say that sense. he's off the board, eh, we'll see. That's what I think. I don't think he's necessary. I don't think it's, first of all, exactly like you just said. If there's an offer that's on the table that gets the Padres' attention enough, he's going to get moved. I mean, imagine Harper and Soto together in that lineup. Wasn't that the Washington fucking Nationals Dude, lineup? Imagine, well, no, because Harper left the year off. That was oh. Imagine Harper and Soto and Trey Turner. Imagine Judge, a, a lineup where it would be like Soto 1, Judge 2, Rizzo 3, Stanton 4, or... um. Trevor Story, Soto, Endeavors, or Lindor, Alonzo, Soto. What about Vladdy fucking Bo and Soto, dude? Could be possible. It could be possible. (laughs) (laughs) Time will tell. Robbie, we have one more team to talk about here before letting our fans go here. I don't even call them fans. Before letting our our home dogs go here. Mm -hmm. All right? And that is that the Milwaukee Brewers have come out and said that there is not one player on their team that is not not available. They are mm-hmm. willing to move parts with any player on this team. Do mm-hmm. we think that it's possible they might blow this thing up? Yes. Yes, their time has run out. Um, we saw in the playoffs, dude. There was Mark Cannon was a cleanup hitter. That's a problem, man. You know, Milwaukee doesn't have a lot of money in Milwaukee. Sure as hell, it's not going to have a lot of money if they need $500 million to renovate the stadium. I think we'll see. Honestly, everyone's you should make a bet on Milwaukee leaving before Oakland. You really should. Um, so let's go through some of the players. All-star pitcher Corbin Burns. Where would Corbin Burns best fit? Right away. 
the Boston Red Sox trade for Corbin Burns as soon as possible. He'd be perfect for that stadium. Strikeout pitcher, ground ball pitcher, be perfect for Fenway Park. Uh, William Contreras, okay. You, you didn't get Corbin Burns? All right. Then get the guy who just won the Silver Slugger Award today. William Contreras should be a Boston Red Sox. He'll fix their catcher problems that they had since Jason Veritek. Um, we'll see again on the team. Um, Devin Williams, closing pitcher. I'm not saying this just because I'm trying to go through like the popular teams. I think this team needs him the most. The Toronto Blue Jays. The bullpen is lacking with the Blue Jays. And to have that, cert- whether he's the setup man or whether he's the closer, he could do either or. Devin Williams would be perfect for the track. Yeah, I will even say Romano at some points this year just looked at some games. He looked at the best receiver, the best reliever, or the best closer in the game. And then some games he looked like legitimately the worst closer in the game. So there's a lot of inconsistency coming from Romano last year. So I wouldn't mind furring that position up a little bit. Yep. All right. So it's not available. Christian Yelich is the New York Yankees. I would do it in a heartbeat. I'll tell you what I'll do right now. Let's do one for one. Let's just done straight up. All right. DJ LeMahieu for Christian Yelich right now. All right, we have a problem right now with the Yankees where we have too many guys that we can't figure out. All right, we get rid of LeMahieu. It's going to suck. He's a utility player, but that's what Waddle Cabrera is. So we'll have Peraza, Volpe, Glaber, Rizzo. And our outfield, right field judge, center field, either Florial, or if they try to bring back Bader or whatever they do to try to fill until Dominguez comes back, left field Christian Yelich. Former MVP, left-handed bat. That's all I want Brian Cashman to do this fucking offseason, dude. Get some left-handed bats, please. Get somebody in that goddamn you know what? lineup. When they decide to move on from everybody and you had Cabrera and you had Austin Wells and you had Dominguez and Florial, when the pitchers have to go through eight batters in a the lineup, they're all right-handed hitters. They're going to have the same fucking approach for like nearly every fucking hitter. You mix it up, it's hard for them to keep the same command. So let's mix it up this year, Brian Cashman. Use your brain. Actually, you don't have a brain. Stop going to New Haven where all them pick their fucking boogers. Go to Harvard. Wow. Okay. I think that is it for this episode, Mr. Robert. Please hold. Okay. Okay, well, uh, we don't know what he said there, folks, but for those that are just listening audio and do not have the visual there, Robbie muted his mic and what I'm only going to assume is screamed out a bunch of racial slurs there while I was in mute. No, 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 So We learned something new here today, folks. My co-host is not only retarded, but he's also a little bit racist. Do you want me to tell you what I said? I said, fuck you, Brian Cashman, you stupid cock-sucking motherfucker. Well, at least you didn't call him a fag like you were calling me earlier. Now, I say before we get canceled, Robbie, we uh, we get the hell out of here. All right. I suppose we get the fuck out of here. Well, for only two short days, I think we filled up a lot of your times today. Oh, we yeah. got a football coming up very soon. Zachary getting that echo ready as soon as he possibly can. He was really excited. And I'll tell you what, folks. Sorry. Whether I'm fucking dying, whether Zach is dying, Monday, 630. Be here or be a fucking square. You heard me. Um, let's give a quick shout out to my father, to Joey, to Ryan, to Steve. Thank you guys so much for all those fucking bits. If you're listening on the podcast, Please understand those noises you're hearing. They're just giving us their support. Uh, they're giving us their money when they don't have to. If you want to do the same thing, follow us on Twitch, the Sports Cave One, the Sports Cave Number One. So, um, and then if you're listening to the podcast, thank you. Um, Till then, we'll be back on Monday. Zachary, it is time to take us away.
Yes, folks, that is Robbie and I am Zach. And as he said earlier, guys, for the folks that donated today, God damn, thank you very much. It's very much appreciated. If you didn't donate, stop being such a cheap fucking bastard and give us your goddamn money now. Just kidding, folks. Love you all. And there's only one thing left to say. Stay sexy. Scale.